0: I don't really care what you are, whatever you are, welcome to episode 33 of the Holy Hot Podcast, your best source of hockey news, views and abuse, and we are of course presented by our good pals at Cheapskate Hockey, We're wow. pretty much just the best dudes ever. They the give best a free they best around
1: Yeah, so I'm John, this is Cam. How you doing, man?
0: i have got a little bit of hay fever, it's very windy in Melbourne at the moment, I'm sure you do as well.
1: Oh man, man, the hay fever is very thick and very clear, let me tell you. Well, I just opened my fresh I like
0: dresser. it's fucked.
1: All great. Yeah, you do have a, a slight flushing accent at the minute. What I, I will say, uh, it's great. We're back in the lab. Uh, Cameron is obviously remote due to his illness at the minute, but uh, we've got heaps to talk about. Uh, episode thirty three. There's, I think there's been a lot of great hockey played lately. I spent like an hour teaming teaming through a, a, uh, a Leafs game before trying to find the time where Kadri got like smacked by three dudes. <laughs> Couldn't find it, but I thought it was funny anyway. Um, trying to, like, watching the Leafs get destroyed by the Isles was pretty fun.
0: Hey, do you know what I do want to point out? Um, John Hardy, good dude, posted on one of our socials saying, hey, he reckons the show's better when we get together and do it in person. John couldn't agree more. We've done the last two episodes together in person, and they were great. Tonight, the Trifecta episode, we are doing it remotely, so please, please forgive us and keep listening. We'll be back in the lab next week, I swear.
1: We are, we are. Um, you know, scheduling is difficult, but you know what? We'll try and keep the banter at an all-time high. AKA last week, which was great.
0: I kind of feel like our scheduling is actually all right now. This is just a case of both of us are feeling a bit shitty and we're super tired. And we're like, you know what? It's 2016 internet, get fucked.
1: Exactly. And I mean, we, we kind of committed to ourselves to do every week. That being said though, I feel like we've kept up pretty well with, I mean, a everyone telling us that we couldn't do this and fuck you. We definitely can and have done 33 episodes and then also keeping up with it and Knocking one out every week or so. Pretty good. Yeah. With a double app last hey, week. Well, let,
0: me, let me tell you two things. Firstly, I reckon if we're doing two out of every three in the lab, that's pretty fantastic. Because most of the podcasts I listen to, they're doing all of them by Skype. And so they're firstly, all terrible. We've got one up on them. Secondly, episode 33. I'm 33 years old. 33 is my favorite number. I've mostly played all of my sports wearing number 33. What things do you like to the 33, John?
1: Um... I don't even know. I, I, you Alonzo, know what? Morning. Alonzo Morning. Alonzo Pippen. Morning. I was like, That's probably the only thing I can think of. But I'm like, you caught me off guard with the 33 reference. So, kudos. Alonzo
0: Morning, Scotty Pippen, Larry Bird, Deion Lewis. They all wear 33. You prick. <laughs> Daniel Chara, 33. Come on, John. You're better than that.
1: Yeah, I know. I have been ill lately, though. Uh, without a you know, license, well, I'm, too, I'm not by angry. the way.
0: I'm just disappointed in you.
1: Yeah, I get that every day. I am married. (sighs) I am married, remember.
0: So am I. No excuse to be disappointing.
1: (laughs) No excuse to play like a champion. (laughs) Um, All right, so this week's episode is entitled Big Trouble in Little Hershey, which we'll get to later. Um, But I thought we'd kick off this week with a torts watch. Lead us into a camp. Ooh.
0: Ooh. I'm kind of struggling to come to grips with this myself because the Columbus Blue Jackets haven't totally sucked ass this last week, John.
1: No, which is really surprising. And I think... Everyone in the hockey world has been caught off guard.
0: Well, in the last nine days, they blanked Dallas, they blanked Anaheim, they pushed LA to overtime, they kept the Sharks to three and one and lost, and then they beat Dallas a second time two days ago. So they're not well beaters, but they've got a steady stream of wins slash not blowouts. So that's probably enough to keep Torts in the job,
1: at least for a few more weeks. So I mean, you'll it's... live
0: to fight another day, Torts. I know. I,
1: I for one am surprised. I mean, I mean, I feel like. Whilst yeah, I mean, the let's look at the the standings here. Then they mean they're probably four or five decent slots out of a wild card slot. But I mean, yeah. That being said, they've played the least amount of games I think in the league. Um, yes, and at least you know they've won a, at least won a couple of the last few games, which can be you know so so few things can be said about. The Isles can be said about Carolina. It can be said about almost everyone in the West right now.
0: What's going on? It's all a bit of a mess, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I feel like we kind of have to discount the first 15 games of the year, though, which is what we said last year. Um, Well, there's
0: there's an entire conference in shambles in the NHL. The NFL's been kind of shitty this year. Baseball just finished today. Side note, congratulations not only to the Cubs, but to Bill Murray. Sir, we tip our hat to you most yes. importantly, out of anybody.
1: Just seeing him with all of the bottles of champagne with a skew Cubs hat in a Hawaiian shirt is lovely.
0: That bit where he, where he was on camera and they gave him goggles and he just copped a whole bottle of champs to the face. He looked like the happiest man alive. Yeah. Loved it.
1: Yeah. What a, what a real, can, what a tearjerker.
0: Can I take a minute to rant though?
1: Oh, wait. Are you going to talk to me about the bullshit fly-by-night Oh, I've always been a Cubs fan, fans.
0: Fucking hell. I had no <laughs> idea I had so many Cubs fans slash baseball fans at all in my Facebook feed. Hey, turns out good. I've
1: got heaps on my facey feed. Hey, where do they come from? Are they breeding them? I'm,
0: I'm all for people getting around a winner, right? I'm all about that. And I'm all for people getting around a good story. They broke a 108-year drought. That's fantastic. I'm all about that action as well.
1: But don't but lie to me that you've been a fan. My God,
0: the amount of <laughs> bullshit I saying. Oh, saying... I'm a lifelong fan. I just neglected it to mention it for the last 16 years. Get fucked, seriously. Like, I get it. We, as Australians, we love a winner. We love a feel-good story. We love a hard luck story. Um, but give me a fucking break. Just call a spade a spade. Jump on, jump on Facebook and say, you know what? I, too, love a feel-good story, and I'm greatly enjoying the win from the Chicago baseball team. The end. Yeah. Don't fabricate a story and tell me you've been all about it. Don't lean on Back to the Future and say this is a big deal to you because Marty McFly spoke to you as a youth. Get absolutely fucked. Seriously. You're, kill- you're killing everything I love about good sporting stories with your name eh? bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, let's be honest. Australians do love we love a bandwagon. We love jumping on board. We've been doing it for years with American <laughs> sports. But I mean, every time like something happens, like you know, somewhat, there's a championship in some bizarre sport that all of a sudden every dude in Australia is getting around. They only ever seem to get around the winner. And it's so, so frustrating. So frustrating. I
0: feel for, I, I feel for people that we know who are devoted baseball fans and don't get to experience this kind of elation. Look at our good friend Adam Taylor. Oh the Seattle I was, I was hoping
1: you were going to say Adam
0: because... He just puts up with absolute horseshit from that team. Year in, year out, they give him nothing.
1: And he and has been such a legend. He has he followed them for years. In fact, they're the only team he's followed, and yet he's had nothing in his entire lifetime.
0: John Cartledge, you. You go for the Milwaukee fucking Brewers, and you bend over and you take it year in, year out.
1: Because they're terrible. And
0: and me, I'll reflect on myself for a moment. I was a Miami Heat fan from the age of 12. Do you know how (laughs) fucking terrible we were until the mid-2000s, Sean?
1: And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the bandwagon filled up so, so quickly. (laughs) I
0: I flatly refuse to wear anything in public because I just don't want to get caught in a basketball conversation with those plebs.
1: Oh, man. So many dudes don't have any idea. It's amazing. Like, anyway, so look,
0: it's I, I can't go on any further about this because I'll get upset. The one thing I'll say, all, all I will finish off with is about the Chicago Cubs. You'll always have a special place in my heart. The first time I obtained a team hat and actually knew what it was, was a Chicago Cubs oh. hat. I won it at a carnival. That was fantastic. Obviously, um, we had that. What was the movie about that kid, Henry Rowan Gardner, who, who pitched for the Cubs? You know how he, got, he broke his arm and he became a super fast pitcher? Great. Yeah. Back to the future. Wow. Great. Former Red Sox Mad Dog John Lester also got another World Series, uh, you know, kudos today as a member of the Cubs. Fantastic, and obviously Bill Murray's my man.
1: Of I'm course, in to
0: get a Bill Murray tattoo, I'm very happy about it. But, but we, we we've it's...
1: always had a we've always had a, a a slight inclination that there was there was definitely a significant undercurrent of fly by night get around a winner fans who will next year I have no idea who the Cubs are or even know any of the rules of baseball but let's just say there's heaps of them out there and they're annoying and they always swing by come the start of the playoffs and then they're gone again it happens every year the stanley cup playoffs every year in the nba playoffs they're like oh i've been you know a fan what? all year
0: you know what we can nail this with two points point one we're going to get a little positive take some of your newfound love for baseball and go along and support your local baseball team who probably need your money. It's probably going to cost you $5 in parking, $12 to get in, and you can eat a bunch of hot dogs. If you live in Australia, the ABL season starts very soon. Go and support a local baseball club if you're suddenly so hard for baseball.
1: Exactly. Certain they need your cash, right? They need your cash and support. Correct. And this is exactly Point what two. we spoke about off camera.
0: Point two. Someone tried to tell me today. They said, oh, and it's just so great to see the underdog get up. The underdog? The Cubs were installed as the fucking odds-on favourite in June, you dickhead. June.
1: Yeah, they get too attached to the story, and oh. the story blows itself out. So, let's leave it there. I think we've got well, there's enough hate that's oozing out of both of us. Uh, some of us lost for words on how upsetting the whole the whole situation is, and let's move on to something a little more positive, aka hockey-based. And it's ripped through the oh, news real you, quick.
0: Are you talking about the quick and not so shit hits?
1: I am, AKA the news.
0: Well, I'm going to take the leadoff item because this absolutely killed me when you sent it over to earlier. So good get, John.
1: Uh, well, I very rarely get, so I think it's important to recognize that I got. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so our leadoff item tonight is rather hilariously Capitals prospect Madison Bowie, who currently plays for the AHL affiliate, of the Hershey Bears. He thought it would be a good idea to upload a short video of himself smoking a quote unknown substance, end quote, to Instagram. The video is quickly taken down. However, lol, you fuck with. Get around the first comment on the video you yeah. said Barrett Trotz ain't going to like this, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's a hot tip. It, like, there is no way that this is a good idea. Like, I was super cut as soon as I saw this. I'm like, what the fuck, man? He's actually probably our, our, our odds-on best like actual development dev, like, um, our, our Our best dev... Defenseman out there who's probably going to be up in the big squad later this year, if not early next. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh my god, this, like, there are f- so many fans who are super cut about this, and so you should be out there, fans. And I mean, there's so many reasons to be upset about this, Cam. Like, I mean, straight away, I'm just like, well, as a fan, I pay now, the you know tickets.
0: What? Can I stop you there?
1: You guess you can. I
0: know how worked up you are about this. So I've moved this topic over to our baseless bullshit banter segment for the week. So you can really rage hard on it. How does that sound?
1: I feel very happy about that because I would prefer to talk about something positive such as Mike Condon being picked up.
0: Oh, well, the Mike Condon sweepstakes, if you can call anything to do with Mike Condon a sweepstake.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, they're finally over. That's right. Where is he heading? Where is he heading? That's right. He's heading back, back. Back to Canada and the old uh, the Ottawa Senators picked him up for, uh, I don't know, two draft picks or something.
0: Uh, it was actually just a fifth-round pick next year, so I'm happy for them. You'll get a little more game time in Ottawa. Um, obviously, he's not going to be behind Matt Murray and the Flower. Um, obviously, there's a the potential um, for, for future absences for Craig Anderson, understandably, so uh, I think it's a good situation for everyone involved. Like I said, Condon gets more game time, and I think – um, for Craig Anderson himself, knowing that there's another adequate backup coming and he might even feel a little bit better about his time away from the team, which is important during this very personal trying time that he doesn't, you know, he's not carrying around some guilt with letting his team down.
1: I agree. And good on them for swooping in, picking him up very quickly. Um, and, and and good on, um, on who you, who was he with? Who, who, who had him again? Yeah. Um... Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, that's right. Good on Pittsburgh. letting him go for a, a fifth round. And to be fair, they probably need the picks anyway, so um, it's it's a good trade all in all. And I think it's a great story. So I, I'm am am surprised that he was on the market so long. Like I'm, I feel like it was really down to down to the Senators and probably LA um, as the last two teams that could have really had a shot. Um, and I'm happy it went to Ottawa. Like just the the story alone is almost worthy of a good news segment cam.
0: Well, it's funny you mention that because you find uh, you might find I've actually done just that.
1: Oh, jeez, so many, so so much feel good. I don't know. Can I I
0: say something though? Can I say something because you did mention L.A.? Yeah. I read an article today, and I'll try and get the quote right. It said Los Angeles hasn't scored a goal since the Dab was cool.
1: (laughs) Oh oh, man, they're really. in, In fairness, though, they're really struggling. And what I will say though is that off the back of our last discussion, I will say that. Like, the LA fans have been very quiet this year. That's all I'm saying. Like, they're usually everywhere and all about it, but there's been very little to celebrate about. Thus, the absolute quiet, the, the dull roar from the fans has been great because LA fans, circa, well, born 2014, great fans to talk to.
0: We do know some good LA fans, though, so let's give them a little bit of a break.
1: Yeah, we beat on them a bit, though.
0: Hey, I want to move on though because Mike Connan gives us a good little segue into uh, the Montreal Canadiens who I must rather begrudgingly admit are again sitting atop the league's power rankings. God damn it. They look fantastic.
1: They do. Well, with a healthy carry price, um, everything's going really well for them. This Again, this could be last year. They've only lost one game so far and it was in and overtime. And it wasn't in
0: regulation. That's they're right. They're the only team that's unbeaten in regulation.
1: That's right. So they're sitting on top of the power rankings, top of the table, um, every other team has lost minimum of two games. Uh, it, it's all looking really, really good. Frustratingly good. Um, they've reached their to, lineup I enough. I want to give him
0: credit for something, too. Apparently, the fans are now calling uh, Alexander Radulov. They're calling him Radulov, and they're all about him.
1: Uh, well, again, great story. Compelling and rich. Someone even <laughs> go as far as saying <laughs>
0: That could be that could be the least sincere thing I've heard you say since you thanked me for being the MC at your wedding.
1: Yeah, uh, to be fair, that last thing was probably more sincere.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I MC'd your wedding without a microphone because you're that unorganised,
1: and you have a super loud voice. So, I mean, we br- to be fair, <laughs> we probably don't even need to give you a microphone for the potty because, like, come on, like you. You know as well as I do. Look at you.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one.
1: You can project. It's all from the diaphragm, son.
0: Hey, if you've got your phone handy, um, I'm going to give you Jonathan Drouin's phone number so you can give him a call and ask him how his noggin is. Did you see Calvin DeHaan? I lay him that fuck out.
1: I feel like everyone did because it was everywhere. And I feel like it's a great time because like, hey, man, you can get super upset. You can take on Stevie Y, but man, keep your head up. Keep your head up.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you get into a contract dispute with Stevie Wiseman. <laughs> did I say Wiseman? You did, Stevie yeah. Stevie Wiseman, and someone will still take your head off. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really care. I mean, the Bolts did win that game 6-1, so, you know, someone getting laid out, you know, it doesn't really matter that much.
0: Also, I feel like I've stumbled onto something here by accidentally mispronouncing Wiseman's name Wiseman, Wiseman, Wise Wiseman, Wise Guy, Stevie Wise Guy. Do you reckon Steve Eisenman's in the Mafia and that's how he pulls off such staunch contractual negotiations?
1: Well, no, but what I will say is that you're... No, you're wrong. I'm running with it. The way you got there was like labored and like a lot of effort went into it. A little tired and I respect that. That's all I'll say. Absolutely no effort went into it.
0: I went six degrees of Kevin Bacon and I got there in four moves, fuck you.
1: (laughs) You got there in four. Wow. You don't hear that every day. You know,
0: that whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing is 100% real, by the way, too. Uh, a friend it is. of mine. Um, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't and fail. And he, he ended up touring with, like, Kevin Bacon's nephew who plays in a death metal band or something. So that's, it's shit's real.
1: It really is. It really is. Moving on to some injury news um, Alex Hemsky of the Dallas Stars has been confirmed he's now out for five to six months with a hip tear, which is apparently one of the most agonizing injuries imaginable. Um, you know
0: what? Disagree. The most agonizing injury imaginable is when you're running around the back of your dad's car and you don't realize you've still got the tow bar on and you smash your shin on the tow bar.
1: Ah, uh, yes. That and trimming your toenail, Your uh, toenails too short. Also, also agonizing.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that one. Hey, I'm not as much of a pussy as you. Not by much, <laughs> but just not as much. <laughs> not um, as much. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going with, I'm going with the tow bar or running into a tent peg in the dark.
1: Oh, also agonizing with no shoes on. Oh. That's actually, right,
0: America. In Australia, when we go camping, we don't wear shoes.
1: No, because why would we? And who cares about safety? Actually, one of the dudes <laughs> in my team, like literally... Hey,
0: he... Other injury news, though. Thomas Vanek is a little worse than initially expected. It looks like he's oh, yes. now listed as week to week as well. Um, Last year, this wouldn't have meant shit. This year, he's actually been quite good for Detroit. So it's a bit of a blow.
1: Uh, yeah, well, you know, you know our th- our thoughts on uh, on Vanek. We've we we've, we've spoken about him a fair bit on the on the older potty. So I'm fairly indifferent.
0: Fair enough. I feel like right. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with your indifference.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so more players getting upset and basically blowing it. Sorry, my my boy Jar- Yaroslav Holak, who is it caps Kryptonite, is uh. Obviously, not too happy about being the third peg in the Islanders' rotation, um, in the goalie stocks, and has expressed his concerns via social media, which is a big no-no. Which we brought up on the show many times. You got a concern? Well, that's not, do, it that's not your,
0: fair. do it through your Do it through your fucking he agent. His concerns on social media. He <laughs> just his agent, and then his agent tweeted it. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, do it through your agent in, in an appropriate way. Like, set a fucking meeting with the GM. Don't get a don't don't get on blast. That's all I'm saying. Um, because well, look, I, f- he, I feel like his career is now been effectively over. a very over.
0: successful tactic. Because do you know how many offers they've received for Halak thus far?
1: None. Absolutely unless were, none. <laughs> unless they were asking for his jersey back. So I feel like that's not paid off for him. Very well. But that being said, like this year has been the year of players acting, like players behaving poorly and getting not what they want. So there has been great. I feel there's been a lot of comedy here. Like getting cut, telling your manager to do something about it. and and, And your agents, the best thing that he can think of is posting on Twitter. Like shit agent for a start. Like set a fucking meeting. Like if you couldn't even get a meeting with the GM, there's something wrong with your agent.
0: Is Twitter the worst thing to ever happen to professional sports?
1: Yes. That and, like, dog fighting.
0: <laughs> that and dog fighting, You absolute fuckwit.
1: with. Hey, come on. Everyone loves a Michael Vick reference, don't you?
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't mind a Michael Vick reference. <laughs> hey, anyway, now that we're done talking about guys who take great pleasure in torturing animals. Ah, uh, um, yes. William Nylander won the NHL's Rookie of the Year Month award, and it wasn't a typo, so I double-checked it, and apparently you don't spell Austin Matthews, W-I-L-L-I-A-M.
1: Oh, well there you go. Also... I'm I'm actually impressed that
0: the league picked that out, because I thought the Austin Matthews hype trainers would have been so mental, they didn't even look at stats. Did you see Nylander's October stat line? Four goals, seven assists. Seven power play points and 31 shots on goal.
1: Yeah, he's killing it. Like I said, I spent a lot of time watching the Leafs over the last few <laughs> weeks, mainly just so I can watch my man, fucking Nazim Kadri, cop it in the face. But what, <laughs> I, what I will say is in between watching Kadri chirp and get lit up um, and occasionally score a goal, I've been really impressed by, by the young Nylander, who's only like 20... I think he's 20. He like He's, he's 20. Yeah, he's very young. Um, obviously... Um, the son of Matthew Nylander, um, who is an absolute legend. So that I think that he's got a long time um, in the league because he plays with a, a great maturity for a kid who's only 20. So it's going to be super exciting for Leafs fans, which is unfortunate because they're Leafs fans.
0: Yeah, that's true. Hey, um, I'll tell you what else is unfortunate. The ice conditions at the Barclays Centre are now so bad that the league is now investigating. So here's a hot tip, guys. Um, and when I say guys, I mean Isles Management. So your arena situation sucks, your fans aren't happy, you've given no wing support to John Tavares, and you've had a woeful start to the year. All of these things mean that Tavares will walk at the end of this deal and you will lose your cornerstone generational player. You have well and truly fucked it.
1: Yeah, they're totally fucked. I was, um, I was trolling uh, one of the, the hockey subreddits that I'm on the other day, and a dude was at uh, the Isles... The Isles Bolts game.
0: Oh, like, is this a game where tickets were two dollars and it was still only half full?
1: No, no, it was less than half full. So he she posted like four photos of essentially each side of the, like of the of the arena, and it was fucking dead shit empty. And the comments were fucking gold. They're like, I've seen like more games at my local pee wee. In fact, I pay my parents have to pay four dollars for me to like when I was playing pee wee, and there was still more people at the local rink than there are at that game. Like, and it's just ridiculous. Like if there, it's, it's, this is almost like the hilarity of um, remember, like two years ago, when um, the the Florida Panthers were going so bad that they were offering um, tickets for um, for lo- for the lottery tickets, like for losing lottery tickets, you could take it to the ticket booth on game yeah, day, and they right. would give you a ticket to get into the game <laughs> because I, the ticket I, sales were so shit.
0: <laughs> I kind of feel like the, the Islanders are cooking it that badly. I feel like it, this is about to turn into a real life version of semi pro. So, you know, Will Farrell's taking over the team and he's like, oh, we're going to have, you know, wrestle a bear night and this night just to get punters down to the arena. Like, what depths are they going to have to stoop to to start filling these seats?
1: I feel like the door's been opened with $2 tickets and I feel like that there's so, so many excellent marketing options that they can go with. Like, you know, fight Tavares out in the, in the middle of the ice for like $19 or something. Because I feel like there's less than 19 people there. So if everyone chipped in a dollar, then they could probably go and fight fight him out there. So I, I don't know. I, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. Like they're, they're so far behind now. Um, it, it's so obvious that they're going to be moving soon. Like they can't stay there. It's just such a terrible situation for them.
0: I'm backing it, though, because it's good, and we talked about this last week. We are in a position, and I say we as sporting fans, where if you're not seeing what you want from your team, you can say, fuck it, and there's another option. So, I mean, I'm not telling people to defect teams, but, I mean, if you're a disgruntled Islanders fan, and let's say you, you can afford to go to five or six games a year, and, and it's a shit experience, you're like, well, fuck it. We're just going to spend that money, and I'm going to go take the kids to a Rangers game, or we'll drive across the bridge and go to a Devils game.
1: Yeah, exactly, or go to see one of their affiliates um, who are all, yeah, in, all like in that, that, and, they're know, all in that area, right? If it
0: takes to get them to listen, then, then so be it.
1: Exactly, they're in that tri-state area. You can just fucking drive there. like It's not that hard.
0: Yeah. Hey, um, one other thing I wanted to add, the Las Vegas Gin and Tonics, obviously they're set to kick off in the NHL in the 2017-2018 season. Talk has now turned to which city going to fill that 30-second slot, obviously, because we can't have an uneven uh, number of teams. The Uh, natural location is Seattle, which you and I have talked about. Ah. And now it looks like there's some, uh, some businessmen are willing to throw down personal dollars to lock down a hockey and basketball facility in downtown Seattle.
1: Here's the thing. I would probably (laughs) defect if there was a Seattle team. Really? Yeah. True story. Well, I was going to say like,
0: given that the Mariners are kind of shitty, right? And obviously baseball only has a couple of weeks crossover with hockey. Yeah. Um, you would think that there would be a natural upswell of Mariners fans getting on board the Seattle hockey team. Um, obviously, if the basketball team came back, you've got all those '90s um, Supersonics fans ready exactly. to go. To the and they have to be the Bucky Supersonics. Oklahoma. There's like there's Pretty no cool. way
1: then they're not going to be the Supersonics. So there's 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 a huge groundswell of um of like local dudes who are super into sports but don't have any teams to follow, like local yeah. teams to follow.
0: So I've, uh, um, also, I've, I've, I've come up with this Seattle team's name as well, which I feel
1: that'd be stupid to ignore. Which is? The Seattle sitcom. <laughs> well, I mean, it fulfills the obvious requirement of alliteration. So, yep. first off, the first thing... I mean, how can you have such a perfect opportunity again, <laughs> such as the Las Vegas, and waste it on a shit name Because it's obviously going to be shit, right? There's no way that they're going to have a decent name. How can you have such a perfect opportunity and blow it? Like, oh my God.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty into it, actually. I might have to send them an email later tonight when we're done.
1: Yeah, I think you definitely should.
0: All right. Look, enough of that. Do you want to talk about some good news?
1: Well, this week's installment, um, we've been posting a fair bit on the socials about this. In fact, everything, the website, subtle plug, um, all of our... (laughs) funnel flood (laughs) yeah well um all of our socials have been been rife with it obviously um Craig Anderson's had um some personal leave from the Senators um due to his his wife's um recent cancer diagnosis it's been a quite an emotional time for the team and they've been very supportive of him taking extended leave in fact um the request came in and he was um given the all clear straight away in fact everyone in the team supported him um which is just an incredible move from the start um So, I mean, good on them, because, I mean, we usually beat up the Sens, but I think that's a pretty good move straight up. But unfortunately, there's been some injuries, which has unfortunately seen him having to rejoin the team after he asked his wife, hey, would it be cool? And she's like, no, you need to go and support your team and your teammates. Wow, what a great story already. But is there more Uh, to the story, Cameron?
0: Yeah, that was just... um
1: merely merely well, a I'm, setting i'm
0: actually I'm, I'm actually kind of stumped which doesn't happen very often it was you know like you said at the behest of his wife Cray anderson rejoined his team for their bout against the oilers in edmonton and he handed them their first shutout at home um and he locked down one of the leagues most you know lethal offenses this year it's uh it was a 37 save effort it was a mammoth effort and everyone should have seen the video by now the final siren he was swarmed by his teammates he was physically crying um I love that the Edmonton crowd gave him a rousing ovation. I loved that Cam Albert
1: Staying stayed out ice. on the ice, but right. you know,
0: applauded his fellow goaltender. Yeah, how about um, that
1: photo of him holding the stick to the crowd, like clearly crying? What a that is! Like that could be the photo of the year.
0: If that didn't give you the Shaquille feels, you actually don't have a soul. Like I get told on the regular that I'm an awful person with ice in my veins, and I called John and was like, you know what, man. Pretty
1: emotional shit going on in the Oilers game right now. Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty pretty good. But I will say, it's it's been a pretty decent effort. And and hearing today that um, they were able to pick up um, pick up Condon to, to fulfill that role whilst uh, whilst he's out uh, whilst Anderson's out, obviously, joined, but rejoining his wife um, at the hospital and dealing with their their current health issues. Um, I, I think that you know things in good stead. Obviously, he's going to be happy um I, I think it's just a good good, good all-round story cam and we love the stories we love the good all-round stories we've been talking about you know the romantic stories as we've been getting older and this is just a huge one this could be the story of the year
0: yeah and i mean look it's obviously a tragic set of circumstances similar to general ang's situation last year but i think what people tend to take out of these circumstances is the good out of it and the way that people pull together and um, you know, I'm all of this, I wouldn't say all of this, but most people have been touched by cancer in some way. I know I have. Um, and it's, uh, you know, you, you often doubt or, you know, you question how good a lot of people are, you know, in your day-to-day travelling around the world because some people are pretty fucking horrible to each other. So when something like this comes along and you see people banding together, it's hard not to get a little bit, uh, you know, re-optimistic about everything.
1: Absolutely. And, I mean, we, we are big believers in the humankind and one another, um, although we're both pieces of shit. We like to think that other people out there are less shit than us, which can only Correct. give us hope. Only Correct. give us hope. Although you suck at everything, so there is that.
0: Thank you very much. So look on that note, you piece of shit. Uh,
1: Thanks, man. We
0: should move on to the Baseless Bullshit Banter for the week. And like I said earlier, this is this is now, John, this is the time... When he can go off about Madison Bowie and why you as a paying watching capital fan feel slighted by him being a douche canoe.
1: Exactly. Well let me ask you this, Cameron. Why do you think it is A completely unprofessional, B totally uncalled for and C fucking stupid to post yourself on social media smoking anything as a professional, anything player? Why?
0: Well, look, I'm going I'm to take the other side to this for you. Um, and it's not because I don't disagree with you. I do. Um, I just like being argumentative for the sake of an interesting podcast. Um, well,
1: that, that, I mean, that definitely does help.
0: <laughs> look, I don't care that Madison Bowie was clearly smoking something that was not tobacco, right? Yeah. That doesn't bother me. Um, I'm all for people doing whatever the fuck it is that they want to do. Uh, I fully back the legalization of marijuana on a widespread level. Uh both in Australia and other countries because the taxation benefits are too good to ignore. However, my issue with it is he, he exists in an environment where it is currently not allowed. And so very simply the rules state you should not be doing it, don't do it. And it demonstrates poor judgment. And if you've got poor judgment in such a simple, clearly defined area as this, what other aspects of your life do you have poor judgment in? Are you going to think it's acceptable to drink and drive? I don't know, call Ryan O'Reilly and ask him about
1: it. Exactly. Can he be trusted to make decisions on ice, which could affect the flow of the game, if not affect winning or losing a game? But I mean, for me, yeah, I mean, I feel like the decision-making comes into play, but I feel more importantly, as fans, we essentially pay the way of the players in some way. Like, so we contribute by the tickets we buy, we contribute by... uh, uh, the merchandise we buy, we contribute by the the subscriptions we buy, through the reading that we do, through the idolization of, of our kids and, and that sort of thing. So I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, that, um, unfortunately, there's a lot that fans have in, uh, in stake with uh, with their with their with their idols with their players right and so kind yep. of, they kind of they represent a kind of a responsibility in a way and so it kind of fucking pisses me off when you see a kid who's twenty one who's potentially our best prospect um, who's an ex- ex- exceptionally high draft pick essentially fucking around because one he feels like it and two he feels like chilling I mean let's be honest trots would be super fucking upset because he's a stand up dude. Um,
0: well, you don't know that. Maybe Trotz is all about that
1: action. Maybe he's all about that life. Maybe, maybe, maybe Trotz, maybe Trotz maybe is maybe a four hundred and twenty guy. Just off
0: camera. Maybe Trotz was lighting and passing it over to him, and he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I can't be seen on camera, but this would be good for your social media likes. to. So get at it."
1: Well, actually, funnily, only one hundred and fourteen people had watched it. Um, so let's just say Madison Bowie is not super big time like you might think he is um, but that well, being said this is great fodder for us to say laugh at Is
0: not only did he make a terrible decision but he's also not very popular on the internet
1: yes in fact we're more popular than he is FYI
0: <laughs> sort your life out mate alright enough of that that pleb's going to annoy me now it's time to waffle and i got some waffle for you Johnny you ready
1: oh I'm so ready because we've already talked
0: about this and I've actually published a rather thorough article on our website about it. Not so subtle plug. Um, but I called John about this earlier in the week saying, dude, saying, dude. I suck, had a man. thought and I laid it out on him and he's like, yeah, that's fucking excellent. And then I was validated this week because a couple of high ranking uh, Canadian hockey analysts all made the same suggestion. So I know I'm onto a winner here. You ready?
1: I am ready. I mean, I already know because we've spoken about it before. But um, I, I'm going to let you roll. I, I'm not going to cut your wings. I'm, I'm letting you. All right. I'm letting you go. I'm letting you fly, Cameron. It's because I mean, like you, like you said last week, it is your journey, so it's all you, baby. All
0: right. So earlier this week, it was reported that the NHL wouldn't significantly alter the voting format for the league's All-Star Weekend in 2017, meaning that we, the fans, would once again be in a position. To vote in another feel-good story which would actually make the all-star event a watchable event for two consecutive years which would be crazy right
1: and an enjoyable event for everyone because let's be honest the week leading up to and including all-star weekend was great everyone had a great time we got to lol about how we voted in john scott and that he is a giant legend and the the publicity around it was unreal so I feel like it's, yeah. it was a great time. Like there's everyone knows we had a great time. Like one of our great episodes time. is called everyone had a great time. Dude, one of our episodes is we voted in John Scott. Like we we were all about that life. You know what? It empowered
0: us. And now it is now being reported that the league is looking to restrict all star nominees to quote bona fide NHL players. So okay, here are some synonyms for the word bona fide for those of you that aren't too familiar.
1: Thank you, Thesaurus.com. Authentic.
0: Genuine, real, true, sterling, sound, legal, legitimate, lawful, or valid. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Any player currently playing in the NHL and who is a member of the NHL Players Association is all of those things. They are legally recognized as an NHL player. They are genuine. They are real. They are authentic, meaning that every single player that spends the majority of their time in the NHL, as opposed to the AHL, should be eligible for the All-Star Game. So how the fuck... Are they trying to reclassify players as being bona fide or not bona fide to wedge them out of the All Star game?
1: How's it? I just don't understand how they can continue blowing it every year. And more importantly, how do they just come up with this bullshit classification, which means nothing, by the way, to essentially Look, just, edge out this players this that they blows don't our see our minds as All Stars? the league
0: power brokers could continue to get the shit wrong. Like, listen to your fans. The fans loved the John Scott, blah, blah, John Scott story. And they've universally agreed it was a highlight of their weekend. He was the best part about the all-star event in years. Why wouldn't you try and work with us moving forward? Not against us, the people that spend the money on your business. And, and just play along and give us what we want. Like, we've clearly said this feel-good story is relevant to our interests. Give us another feel-good story this year.
1: And not only us, every single fan. In fact, this last year's... Uh, last season, should I say, last season's All Star Weekend was the most and highest rating All Star Weekend in quite some time. Why yep. don't they look at the mix? What was the biggest mix? What was the biggest difference? John Scott and the fan engagement. The fans engaged with him. They got behind him. They had a great time with it. So, what what's next? Like, why? What are they going to blow up? What are the, what's, what's the the thing that they're going to completely ruin next?
0: Look, I've got this covered, too. We're never going to replicate the John Scott story, right? It's They're going to make a movie about it. They've absolutely nailed it. What they can do, though, and what we should do, and I'm willing to start a petition to get this done, is everybody needs to vote for my man, Sean Thornton, as this year's John Scott. Yeah, now, I'm a I've posted a lengthy article on Holypuckpodcast.com, Not so subtle plug. Um, <laughs> and here's why big Sean Thornton should be getting the nod this year.
1: Sean is entering the last year
0: of his life as an NHL player. He's on a one-year deal with the Panthers, and they've already confirmed that he's going to get a front office job. Sean is actually a more decorated and celebrated player than John Scott because he won a cup with the Anaheim Ducks and with the Boston Bruins. In particular, his time with the Bruins, he was a crucial part of that team's fourth line. He is a huge part of the community. He has the Sean Thornton Foundation. He raises money for, I believe it's cancer and Parkinson's research. He is often found doing charity, golf tournaments, and other... He's basically an integral part of any community you put him in. He's the fucking man, and you're going to try and tell me that he doesn't deserve a stab at this year's Good Bloke Award? Get absolutely fucked,
1: NHL. Exactly. And, I mean, they could actually... There's so much more that they could do with that. Like, they could actually say, like, they could just choose. Like, I I feel like the fans care so little about the All-Star Weekend voting that... They that the NHL could literally just choose all of the all of the all stars and give like one or two players east and west that you can vote for and you can, but you can vote for anyone right so that would make it more interesting right so they, yep. you'd, you'd have the all stars and then you'd have on each play, on each team who would put, I I would suggest would be the captain would be the fan vote so the fan voted in Sean Thornton uh, um on the east and then they could pick anyone else that they wanted from the west you know what I mean right. So I, I I feel like that would be a fucking great idea, and I, I'm surprised that they haven't come to us already. Cam and gone. Hey guys at Holy Puck, you seem to know everything. What do you reckon? <laughs> what do you reckon we should do? Because we're we're stumped. We gotta say we're we're a little we're a little we don't know what to do about the All Star Weekend. Everyone hates us. What do you reckon, Cam? Well, luckily for them, we have the answers already. I mean, phew, it's a tough job, but someone's gonna do it.
0: Correct. So look. We're going to move on to our, uh, on, on that less than positive note. Like I said, hollypuckpodcast.com. Go to the blog. There's a huge piece on Sean Thornton. Get behind it. And if you guys agree, let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can even comment on the website itself. If you agree that Sean Thornton should be the man in, the, uh, in 2017, I'm willing to start up the petition and we're going to get it going.
1: Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm voting for him this year and I don't even care.
0: All right, now look, I need to apologize to all our fantasy nerd friends out there because I haven't actually done any fantasy vlogs this week. been a little smote under. I will, however, say, though, that I've won my first two matchups quite comfortably and I'm currently beating John for my third win. So uh, my grinded-out gurus are, in fact, killing it. My only complaint, it would be nice if Tory Crew could get on the fucking score sheet.
1: Yeah, well, I dropped Andrew Ladd because Andrew Ladd is stinking. He is stinking for the Isles. So, so damn bad. You want to hear
0: something controversial? Do you know what I'm about to do right now? Can you hear me click my computer? I just I clicked can. it. I just dropped Tory Krug for Alexi Emelin.
1: Wow. I, yep. I'm I'm shocked. You, of all people, dropping Tory Krug. This is. Brad. I know. It, it stinks. Anyway, so um, we'll just rip through this real quick. Who are the players that we think uh, are on the up? Um, we've only got a short list because let's be honest there's only a short list of players to to keep on your watch list um so i'll kick off with my man of course you put him on the fucking top um center for <laughs> toronto maple leafs is Nazim kadri who actually has extremely high fantasy value because he's like legitimately like he has been for the last few years one of their only decent players so yeah um, in fact I have to say I hate him that much, but I, I've had him in and out of my lineups over the last few years. So, fuck you.
0: There you go. So Nazim Kadri at center is a good pickup at the moment, as is Vincent Trocek and Derek Stepan down the middle. Um, I don't know why he would be available in your league, but if he is, you need to get your hands on Marcus Johansson, aka Mojo, flex lefty-righty. Hey, um, LeCard a- Raquel is back in the lineup for the Ducks after a nine-game absence, and he scored three points in his first game. Uh, Brandon Carlo has looked not like a 20-year-old defenseman and is absolutely crushing it for the Bruins. You need you. And Lindholm's Lynn Holmes obviously finished his uh, holdout, so he'll be back for the Ducks. Jonas Broden's flying under the radar for the Wild, but he'll be doing good things. And, of course, Mike Condon could be seeing a lot of work for the Senators between the pipes, so get on that.
1: Yeah, man. Um, You've raised some really good, really good points here, and you've got some great... Of course I did. You've got some great dudes, like... Uh, Marcus Johansson, uh, aka Mojo, um, pray for Mojo. Is he's only he's available? In, he's only owned in fifty six percent of leagues, so that's crazy. I don't even know how that's a thing. Um, your boy David Pasternak, um, who he is available in like forty percent of leagues, and he's like having a fucking lights out year already. So so many people are getting on him. So if you've got him, if he's available in your league, pick him up. Um, there's so like like there's our usual mainstays. In fantasy, also killing it. Like Jason Zucker's having a great year again for Minnesota. Um, fucking TJ Miller for the Rangers is having a fucking great year again. So, I mean, there's so many good dudes out there, but flex is obviously an issue. Flex is a big issue this week, this year.
0: Mate, speaking of big issues, I'm just working on my fantasy football lineup for the week, and Jesus Christ.
1: Really? So many
0: some buys. I'm forced to start Ryan Tannenhill. Like, I feel dirty. Ugh.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I've got a decent. I've got. I've, I'm. I'm. I'm only losing by one point to you, and we both have everyone starting tomorrow, so it's going to be an interesting day.
0: You say interesting, I say prepare to get blown out of the fucking water. <laughs>
1: All right, champ.
0: Sounds like you're cut, John. It sounds like you're a little bit cut, but you know I'm going to cheer you up. We're going to give out some awards.
1: Oh well, now I feel a little bit better. You can take the first uh. one away.
0: Well, you, can, you want me to take the first one, or are going to take the first one? No,
1: oh, you take it. Well, I'll be courteous. You take it.
0: All right. So our Jumbo Joe Jumbo Legend of the Week is, of course, going to be, uh, and I, apologies if I pronounce this incorrectly, uh, Incorrectly, Nicole Anderson. Um, here she is. She's facing the fight of her life, one that most of us have dealt with, as we said. She turns around to her husband, Craig, and says, your team needs you. Seriously, fuck me. What yeah, a woman. I know. Oh. If, uh, if she's not deserving of the Jumbo Joe Jumbo Legend of the Week award, She's probably deserving the, the lifetime achievement award for that. That is, uh, that is an absolutely incredibly brave battler you've got right there, Craig Anderson.
1: Huge. Yeah, I know. In fact, we should put that on on uh, on Instagram. The uh, the the Jumbo Joe Jumbo Legend of the Year award is Jumbo Legend of a Lifetime, Lifetime Achievement Award. That that would be huge. Couldn't, ag-
0: couldn't agree more, mate. And I'm going to hand you this one now, the Wojcik Bone Cruncher of the Week, because I know I know how much you want
1: this. Well, now I spent way longer than I care to admit trying to find a moment in a recent Isles and Leafs game where my, my, my man, Nazim Kadri, was on the old yap, as usual, as the uh, forever antagonist that he is on the, ch- on the old yap. Not one, not two, but Cameron, let me tell you, three of the Isles' second line did not have a good time with what he was saying, and all three cross-checked him to the face at the same time. And what... <coughs> What a lovely time that was for all of us. Oh, I'm just. Easy. So he's taking it, it once, in. not twice, but thrice. But thrice at the same time, and wow, what a what a move! If and I, I I will find it and I will post it on our Instagram as soon as I can find it. Because it, it, dude, it took me so long. I watched all of that game, so I spent two hours trying to find this one spot. It's ridiculous. It took me forever, but I will find it and I will post it, and it'll be worth all of my time.
0: I'm impressed with your work ethic, John. Well done. Oh well, thank you. All right, and now look—the big kahuna, the Steve Ott Dog Act of the Week. Uh, for the first time. Uh, the
1: yes, here it is—the piece of the resistance.
0: <laughs> for the first time in the history of this award, we're actually able to give it to its namesake, Steve Ott. So uh, Steve is in fact a dog, as we all know. And this week he decided to tangle with Big Daniel Chara, and rather than handling it like an adult, he decided to spear Z right in the balls. And before you say blah, blah, Looch did it as a Bruin. Yeah, he did. I'm not condoning his behavior at all, but that doesn't mean it's okay for Steve Ott to hit Zidane Acharya in the dick with a big stick. You are a fucking Muppet.
1: He is, and well-deserving of the award. So not only was he on the app, not only was he on the app for the entire game, but he decided to swing his stick at someone's dick. Not cool, man. Not cool. Like, Just keep your stick away from the berries. That's all.
0: All right, look, you've you've sullied my evening, Steve.
1: That's time to wrap it up, my friend. It is time. It is time. With a running time of 48 minutes, Cameron, I think we've done a very good job.
0: Very good job. It means I can go and watch The Walking Dead with my wife now and maybe help myself to a cup of tea. Oh, Mm, Right on.
1: Right on, indeed. Right on, indeed. I'm probably going to go to, well, probably take a shit and then go to bed. Joy, so... um, That's that's your journey, John. That's your journey. It is my journey. So that's episode 33 in the bank, man. Um, I had a great time. Did you have a great time? I had a fan. Fantastic time. So sick. So we'll be back in the lab uh, next week uh, giving, bringing be you up. all things hockey, all things news, all things abuse, all things occasional views. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to hit us on our socials. Um, and that's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We all carry the at Holy Park Podcast handle. Don't forget our website at holypuckpodcast.com. That is where all our podcasts are. It's where Cam's excellent op ed pieces are, the occasional fantasy piece. We're now on iTunes. We're basically anywhere that you can find a decent podcast, Cam.
0: You can't get away from us, which sucks to be you.
1: <laughs> it does. Don't forget we're, we're brought to you again by the Chief State. Cheapskate hockey guys, they are the best in the hockey apparel biz. Don't forget to toss them a like and check out the stuff that they've got, which is come here.
0: Sounds good. Have a good evening, John.
1: I definitely will. Thanks, everyone. Bye
0: bye.